Hey y'all, this is Confidently Free. And Mr. Cornerstone. And you're listening to another episode of the Becoming One Podcast. So, what's up everybody? Once again, thank you for tuning in to the Becoming One Podcast. We want to say hey, what's up to the people who've been rocking with us since day one, two, ten, whatever the case might be. And hello to the first time listeners. We appreciate you for tuning in, being a part of this conversation, and just rocking with us. We also want to let you guys know, if you didn't know already, you can find us on Facebook at Becoming the Number One Podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram at Becoming the Number One Podcast. The nice thing about Instagram is if you want to communicate with us, you can leave us a voice message in our inbox. So hit our DMs up because we listen and we respond. I think Instagram is probably the easiest way to get a hold of yes. one of us. Mm-hmm. You'll get to us faster there than anywhere else. Or, if you want to be more complex, you can also leave us a voice message on Anchor, if that is where you are choosing to stream this podcast. So, hit us up, talk to us, or if you want to go old school, write us an email. You can reach us at becomingonepodcast at gmail.com. Share your stories, ask us questions. Whatever it is you want to know, we can have a conversation, chop it up, have some dialogue. It's all Gucci. So, now that we've taken care of that, I have to ask, Travis, how are you? Uh, I'm making it. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm making it. I'm good, really. I, th- I feel like I'm as good as I can be. You know, I'm pushing forward. I'm moving things. I'm sharing my mind. I've kind of been holding off on social media just because I've been waiting for everything to kind of come together. Mm -hmm. And then I was going to, you know, get out there again. But I shared my mind a little bit uh, yesterday. So Wednesday, I shared my mind a little bit Wednesday on social media about, you know, the whole Jacob Blake thing. Um, So that helped a little bit. So, yeah, I think I'm as, as good as I can be right now you know i got a lot of stuff on my mind but mm-hmm. i'm moving how are you i am doing okay it's just a lot like you said a lot going on so considering how life is going and moving i am doing okay i am really excited about the fact that this fence is about to get put in we talk about this fence a lot y'all but it's two dogs next door and so the fact that TJ really likes going outside, I'm not an outdoorsy person, but I would feel much better going outside, especially if there was a fence up. So, super excited to get this fence up so he can go outside and just be outside without having to worry about if the dogs going to run up or not. So, yeah. Plus, other things are coming together, and I'm excited about those. So, I'll probably, you know, share that at a later date. But overall, I'm good. I, um was listening to you know when i get in the car because we apparently don't listen to the same music travis is always like talking about me i'm more of a neo soul type person you feel me i don't always listen to jesus music i like neo soul and one of the artists that i like to like bang in the car when it's just me is her and she has a song called i can't breathe and I've just been listening to that a lot lately. It's spoke more or less to the Eric Gardner situation that happened before, but it's so prevalent 
and relevant to just everything that's been going on lately. And it just makes me think of how people who have these platforms are really using it to speak out against all the stuff that's going on. It's like right. the NBA, for example. Like the other day, there was the protest, or as LeBron James called it, a boycott. They didn't want to play the games. It was the the Lakers didn't play. Who else didn't play? Nobody did. No, I basically nobody played. But um, after that night happened, it started off with Milwaukee. They were the first ones to protest. Yeah, it was supposed to be, according to you know Shannon Sharp and them. But it was supposed to be led by LeBron and I want to say Kawhi. Mm-hmm. But you know the the since everything happened right there, uh, the Bucks led the way. Uh, the Magic was on the floor, ready to hoop. They were ready to play, but the Bucks just said that they were uh, sitting this one out. They were boycotting, so everybody was kind of following suit. And it went from the NBA to MLB, uh, even hockey now is on tennis. Yeah, um, tennis. I can't remember her name, but the young lady, she um, she's a younger lady, so she's probably either like 19 or in her very early 20s. She had uh, played against Serena Williams and beat her. So she was supposed to be playing in, and forgive me because I don't know the, the lingo of the tennis world, but there was some type of big event coming up that she's supposed to be playing in, and she's deciding she's, she's rather not going to do that and, and focus on what she considers to be more serious matters, not just her, you know, playing a sport, but there are other more pressing matters in the world to address. Right. And I think the reason why they're doing this type of thing is because like the the world's attention was on issues before sports was back in play. Mm-hmm. Right. And then it sports came up and then, you know, they had the names on the jerseys and they were kneeling and, you know, people were saying and speaking their mind but stuff is continuing to happen as they play so it's like okay you know this y'all not hearing us y'all really not paying attention you're not taking this seriously right uh we're not just here to entertain you like you it's not that you throw us a quarter and we dance for you real quick yeah and and that's the that's kind of what's being relayed to us is like yo like we these are men these are grown men and women who are playing sports we didn't name them but the WNBA's in on it mm-hmm. um, I don't know if they sat games out but I know I'm pretty sure they didn't play yeah but they in the WNBA's been protesting forever I bet um, but you know they're basically saying we're people and just just because we we're here in an entertainment forum doesn't mean that we don't deal with the same type of issues and topics that y'all have outside of this arena. Right. Right. These are still people that feel and think and have to see everything that we see, but we look at them, you know, throw them, I'm saying throw them a quarter. They get paid very well, but how much, you know, is their soul worth basically? Yeah. It's like how much do you have to pay a person to ignore everything that's going on within their community the communities that they themselves grew up in or even live in like how much do you have to pay them to ignore it and you know just i call it just dancing Mm -hmm. you know they might be playing basketball or football or hockey or whatever but it's all a form of entertainment for people watching 
And I think for me, one of the hardest parts about the recent events, the the man's name was Jacob Blake. And just like every time something happens, there's a video that circulates and people reshare it and they reshare it and they reshare it. And if you know me at all, um, or let me rephrase that, if you know me closely, like intimately, like close friendship, you'll know that I am not someone who watches these videos. I just, I think the last one I probably saw, like watched it, might've been like Mike Brown or, um, and it's crazy, there's so many names, I can't even keep them straight anymore. There was also some some guy, um, a few years ago, he was running away from the police officer and he shot him in the back. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember his name because there's been so many, but I, I those were the last two that I can remember actually seeing. I can't, I just, I can't watch them anymore. And so this most recent one just hits again. And I think it was more or less because of how old he was. He's only 29. I'm 31. He's 29. And so when you get those little small details of the story and the person it's not even that it just makes it more real it makes it more more tangible that this literally could be us and that is where the weight of the situation for me really gets real if that makes sense yeah I mean I don't I I see the stuff. I usually scroll by it for a little bit until I'm ready to see what happened because I know something's about to pop off. Luckily, this man survived. He's blessed to still be here, but um, according to reports, he would be paralyzed from the waist down. The thing is, you know, and for me, you're kind of in like a constant state, so I don't feel like my emotions are going up and down. It's kind of you learn how to operate where they are for me. And the, for this man in particular, like, you know, like even in when I drive, I, I will usually have some something with me mm-hmm. right now. Everything happened. The video was out. People were saying, well, let's wait to see what happened. Let's wait to see what happened. Within that same time, you had a 17 year old boy with an illegal assault rifle, killed two people, walked by the police. Um and they didn't arrest him till the day after. And he arrest him till the day after. Walked towards them with his hands up. He, he, and they told him to get out of the way. I don't I really don't care about any of that. You know, he did the the, the man. I'm not gonna, I'm going to call him a man because you know they charge us at 13 years old apparently as men, but the man was walking with an illegal firearm. You know, after killing two people and went home and chilled or whatever he was doing and then was arrested the next day uh this guy was apparently so much of a threat walking away that they had to shoot him seven times in the back now they can try to spin it whatever way they want to at first they were saying that he had a knife on him what actually happened was they found a knife in the car now if if you know me then if i was that guy and i was walking away open the door what you gonna say about me right because you might find a knife in the car. You know what I'm saying? And and so for for them to for them to spin that situation like that. And I you know, I don't I don't I don't claim to know all the intimate details of it. But what I do know is that that man was shot 7 times in the back 
walking away and within I think it was two days later uh, this boy was allowed to kill two people and go home like nothing happened right and it's that's just one situation there's countless countless others countless others countless others countless others and I'm not and I'm not here to say that you know and try to calm people's nerves right to well I I believe yada 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 like it seems like if you say one thing you have to make people calm enough or whatever I'm not here to calm people's nerves we already have the basics if you know us you know us you know that we uh, how we rock and what we believe in but this right here this right here is effed up right this right here is it just it's it's a lot it's a lot and for the NBA you know I've been proud of the NBA for a while because they've been kind of the forefront of things like this they've always pushed that social not I can't say always but in recent history they've pushed that those social issues and they've been lenient in allowing these the players to to do these things mm-hmm. and you know for me I understand that it's a business so that business the business of the NBA took that risk in doing what I believe is the right thing because mm-hmm. it is a risk now I'm also proud of the players for sitting out because I thought about doing it my own self with works like I just I just can't be here today and it's happened in the past where I've continued to go to work and I would need to take a break and I would just go to the bathroom and then you'll you'll end up crying or whatever you need to do and you go back to your desk and you keep working. Yeah. But black people all across America right now are in these meetings. They're at work, they're doing whatever it is that they need to do and you kind of have to put on this facade. We're already wearing a facade in the first place for yeah. a majority of us as far as fitting into uh, the system a, that we plug into, right? Uh, you know that cor- the corporate world, like you have to look, dress, be, talk a certain way. Like when when I was coming up through school, I had friends that tried to teach me. F- they failed, by the way, because I just never could get it. But one of the things that we went through with each other is learning how to talk. Uh, you basically use your phone voice. Or what bill collector uh, voice? Yeah, your bill collector voice, whatever you want to call it, your white voice, your phone voice, bill collector voice. They tried to teach me how to elevate my tone so that people were less intimidated by my presence. You know what I mean? Especially after I started growing these locks. You know, I grew up thinking. My thought was, well, if I didn't, you know, grow my hair, or if I didn't sag my pants, or if I wore you know suits or whatever then I'm Gucci mm-hmm. but whether I was in jeans or a three piece suit the you know as I walked by the doors they were always locked you know I was whether I was in jeans or a three piece suit if I was in the store uh, I was always told to quote unquote keep my nose clean that type of thing it didn't matter so I I hit it in my head it's like well if it if it doesn't matter what I do if that if what I do doesn't change how you see me, then why am I trying to fit mm-hmm. this system? So it becomes it's almost like, man, was that Daniel when he had the the armor? 
right? Daniel, well, the armor that didn't fit him. You know what I'm talking about? No. So there was when Daniel went to David. When David okay, went to fight like, Goliath. Okay, like I remember Daniel having no armor. You gotta follow me. So when David had the armor, when he went to fight Goliath, mm-hmm. uh, it didn't fit him. Right. So he said, "Well, just let me be me." Mm-hmm. So right now, uh, black people, and I'm not speaking for everyone, but y'all know what I'm talking about. But right now, black people are wearing armor that doesn't fit them, and it's kind of like you ha- you have to put this armor on, or else we we won't allow you here, type of thing. Yeah. And even with all that, it's like there's no there's no guarantee of acceptance. I can dot all my I's, I can cross all of my T's, I can conform, I can be in a box, I can do all of these different things, but the moment I leave the setting in which these things are deemed acceptable, I have to then try to figure out how to be a chameleon somewhere else. So there is no perfect um, remedy to fit in a society when you have to constantly conform everywhere you go. And my remedy is to, you know, don't worry about it. Make your own society. Make your own table to eat at. uh, And go that route. And that makes me think of how individuals will kind of spin it and try to say, well, how can black people want to you know, how can black people want society and the you know the world to include them and accept them and welcome them in if they continually separate themselves, if they have their own this, that, and the other? And I think that whole concept of having our own, of creating our own space, creating our own table, is that 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 mindset or that experience of there. There's no blueprint of how I can 100 percent appease you all there's no blueprint on how i can 100 percent gain approval or somehow find acceptance in this world because there's always going to be something about me that you're going to want me to change that you're going to say this is not acceptable or that i have to do differently that's not allowing me to be true to myself so because even with the pro the way people protest it's like well you know you can't protest that way there's people who have issues with marching there's people who have issues with kneeling there's people who have issues with the nba not you know not playing their games every time there's some form of protest someone's going to find something wrong with it and i think it's that kind of behavior and reaction and response that's caused black people to say we're going to create our own space and place and it's not a, a sense of not wanting to be a part of the whole, but it's the sense of we know that this is our safe. We can at least be safe here. Man, listen. If you listen to this, I, I, we we don't. If you listen to this, then no, we don't have a problem with you. But what we have a problem with is being, you know, attacked or made to change all the time. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have a problem with anybody, I'm all for. Uh, you doing what you need to do to get through your life, you know, as long as it's not hurting anybody else. Um, I, I try to live as much by the a biblical standard as I can, and that's where I get my my standards from. Uh, but I'm not asking anymore for permission to to do what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm trying to do is create more love in a better environment for people to live in and I'm not asking anymore you know I'm not asking to fit in 
at anybody's. You know, I'm not asking to sit at your lunch table anymore because uh, it's almost like, yeah, you can sit here, but you know, you you eat last, or you can get it's the, the that, scraps that off my plate. Of permission, or too. you know, yada yada yada. I'm not I'm not asking for that anymore. And I really hope that if you hear this, you know, you don't just hear because I'm not a person to just sit around and complain. You know, this is the reality that we live in. And this is what we have to deal with. These are the type of things that we have to raise our children in. And uh, the best thing that I can say is create your own table. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you want to live in the corporate world, fine, cool. If that's what fits you, cool. You know, do what you got to do. But create, a, even, even in that, create a table. You know, go where you're welcomed, not where you're tolerated. And if you're if you're not tolerated or welcome anywhere where you at, go somewhere else or create your own thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Don't don't just sit around and accept this as a, a status quo of this is just how it is. I'm just gonna change myself for the rest of the life. No, because wearing armor that doesn't fit you gets tiring. Yeah, you gonna you gonna get wore out. And that's for me. That's just not something that I'm willing to do. Uh, and I know I'm still young. You know, like you said, I'm only 29. I feel like that's extremely young. Mm-hmm. But that's not something that I'm willing to do for the rest of my life. Is wear armor that doesn't fit. I don't want to be in the good old boys club yeah. that they talked about with me going with me going through school. I'm not trying to be in that club. I don't care. I want to see a world where. I'm free to be myself fully. And this goes to everywhere that I go, including church. Because even at these a lot of the 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 black families that I know of, they like going stop picking at your nails. Stop that. A lot a lot of the families that I go uh, that I know of, uh, they look for these multicultural churches because there's you know, there's no such thing as a one society if we're just all separated by race or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But what what ends up happening is at the churches, they got to lay down parts of themselves and put on a facade to fit in. You know, and that's something else that it gets it gets tiring. Yeah. So just know that, you know, these these are some of the things that the people that you may love or worship with or work with or going through. And for those people that are going through that, you know, help to change those environments or build your own. Again, build your own table. Yeah. Whatever that looks like for you, uh, get going to build your own table. Now, for for us, I, we've been able to stay focused through all this because this is what protest looks like for us building that table is what protest looks like for us that's that's our last episode we talked about having that anchor or your hope like that is our our anchor that's the direction that we're going in that's what we're doing to help you know initiate change Mm -hmm. through all this so we have our anchor in that table that we're trying to build for ourselves and for our family and for anybody else that's trying to get involved, regardless of, you know, ethnicity, race or whatever, if you want to get involved in it, we with it. We will link arms with you, uh, you know. But what we're not going to do is sit here and just keep complaining and keep marching around the same old circle. So we we've we've done it before. I've been a part of marches uh, in Kalamazoo where I've been doing it since. 
I can remember. You know, I was a kid marching in Kalamazoo, and we're still dealing with the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like, you know, I'm done playing this game, and I'm gonna go play my own game. Yeah, it's like the kid that brought the ball to the park, and they get irritated or tell you they keep changing the rules on you until that it's good for them to win. Okay, well, I'm done playing your game. I'm going to go get my own ball. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to play the way that I want to play. Yeah. That type of thing. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, and it gives us the opportunity and space to leave our mark on how we're going to decide that we're going to attack this situation. So when you talk about this is our protest, like a lot of people will, when they experience a protest, it's them going to a rally. It's them making a sign. It's them choosing to buy black owned only. And all of those things are fine. Uh, But we are just in a space and a place where we know that there has to be something that we do where we get our hands, you know, involved where we're really leaving an imprint on the community as a whole. And so being able to do this allows us to then show our children how their lives are essentially our protest, how we're choosing to raise them, how we're choosing to teach them, how we're choosing to allow them to believe that they can do fill in the blank. And knowing that that is our protest, that in and of itself gives us the ability to just dream and impact further than our lifetime will even go. It will be a seed that's planted that blossoms you know generations from now just I'm, like martin luther king you know his mom had absolutely no idea the, the level of impact that he would make when she carried him in her womb and so i just think of how i have i had no idea how all of my kids were going to be before they got here but just you know watching them grow i just always wonder what what will this person become we know that they're going to become something great but what impact are you going to have on the world how exactly are you going to change the world how exactly are you going to impact the world and so just knowing that we're doing the work now and we're sowing seeds now and they're going to grow and come forth and manifest and and it's going to be something that the world is able to reap because of the work we're putting in now right so y'all just know that stuff looks a little rocky right now it's 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 a pattern that is essentially showing its face in a different way but it's the same fight that we've been fighting for years and years and years but you don't have to just allow things to happen so our words of wisdom are create wait before you say that I do want to say that I recognize this as a stronghold and from just that Christian perspective. It's not just people acting dumb. Mm -hmm. It's not just people acting a certain way. Like this is a literal spiritual stronghold that has to come down um, and it just can't be. It's it's not going to change overnight. The NBA protests aren't going to be the the one thing. Oh, well, the basketball players protest. So I guess I'm not racist anymore. Like that's not the point of all this happening but the point is to bring attention to it and you know it's I'm, I'm still wrestling in my mind of what that looks like like mm-hmm. you know I'm going to continue to pray on my end 
But if you are in relationship of any form with a person that you know to be racist, uh, try to bring that person into reconciliation with the truth. Because if, especially if they're of the same faith as I am, um, then they're believing a lie. And if you know that that person is believing a lie, you got to bring that person into reconciliation with the truth as far as what it looks like in heaven. Like God's not going to say, oh, well, we got a black section and yeah. a white section or this, that, and the third. You know what I mean? I don't have a problem with people helping each other out. Uh, I don't have a problem with black-owned businesses. You know, that's a whole other conversation in itself and, on, and the importance of it. But I do have a problem with people saying that, well, I'm not going to serve you because of this is how you look mm-hmm. on the outside. This is this is what I perceive of you, and I perceive of you as less than. I got a huge problem with that. Mm-hmm. And people need to come into reconciliation with uh, with God for that. This is a, a stronghold, and it's not just America. It's over the world. Mm-hmm. This is a stronghold that has to come down. Um, so I do recognize that, but I'm also not going to sit back and not do anything on this end and allow it to continuously affect me yeah just to piggyback off of that i think a lot of times we get blinded by the fact that um we see things in the natural but at the end of the day everything is spiritual and so people who have a disdain or a disliking of you know the black community it's a heart issue and you can't you can't war in the flesh when it's a spiritual issue and I think we forget that a lot because we get so tied up into the emotional response of, of things. And so, like you were saying, it really is a stronghold and it's something that is not going to change overnight. It's just something we're going to have to keep, you know, working towards and, and fighting for and praying against and just really putting in the work on the spiritual side and then doing what we need to do in the natural. So. Yeah, y'all. My words of wisdom are this. Create your own protest. Don't take the situation for face value or take the situation as it's given to you. Everything observable is subject to change. You are able to do and create and birth forth and bring forth the things that are needed and necessary in this world. You don't have to sit back and wait for somebody else to do it. You see an issue, you see a problem, create the solution. Use your hands, your feet, your mind, and create the solution. So y'all, this is Confidently Free. Hey, Ms. Cornerstone. And you just listened to another episode of the Becoming, Becoming One, One Podcast. Podcast. All right, y'all, be easy. Peace.